The Memphis Grizzlies suffered a pretty tough loss at the hands of the Golden State Warriors earlier this week. They are now on their first four-game losing streak in two years. Is the sky falling? The chicken littles are out. It seems like it might be. We'll talk about that here. Plus, no John Morant as a starter in the All-Star game and how the losing streak can be snapped tonight against the Timberwolves with DeMichael Cole in the house. It's the end of the week. It's Locked On Grizzlies. Let's lock in. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello there and welcome to Locked On Grizzlies. I am one of your hosts, Joe Monax, joined by my my wonderful co-host, the dapper, the handsome, the globe-trotting, to Michael Cole, the road-weary to Michael Cole. <laughs> I know he, he's on his last stop and I know hotel living's fun for a little while, but I bet you're ready to be back in Memphis in your own bed here. Yeah, yeah I, I miss my own bed. I'm getting to that point. You know, it's, yeah. it's cool. You know, you get to see all these different hotels and and you know you get you get to eat all the the nice food in different cities but but it's nothing like i miss my memphis barbecue mm-hmm. i miss my memphis honey gold wings oh i miss it joe i miss it i'm jealous i wish you'd stop talking about it. i'm getting hungry over here <laughs> shoot this man an endorsement deal uh this episode of lockdown grizzlies is brought to you by linkedin linkedin jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. We are proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We are also available on YouTube. Rate, review, comments, uh, subscribe, all those fun things. Make us a part of your NBA and Grizzlies experience on a day-to-day basis. Uh, we haven't been together in a couple days, DeMichael, since our last show. The Memphis Grizzlies losing streak extended to... A two-year high, four-game yeah. losing streak. And I created a bit of a hubbub, a hub, hullabaloo. Uh, it might be the technical term to Michael. I'm very good at that, as you know, on social media. Um, you know, I, I continue to be the guy who goes from Homer to Hater and back and forth. I, I'm just the the agent of chaos, I guess, among Grizzlies folks. Um, I'm still not worried. Maybe I should be. At this stage, the Grizzlies have lost four in a row, but I remember the 11 that they won before that. And if you want to point the people that they're losing to, obviously better teams, the fact that it's a continued uh, road concern, even though Memphis, I know you've pointed this out to Michael, has one of the better road records in the Western Conference. How much of this stretch, because you've seen them in person each and every game on this road swing, how much of this is road weariness? How much of this is they're not good enough? How much of this is just the Western Conference in parity? I think that might be uh, where you're kind of leaning towards. The Grizzlies are the two seed, but, you know, I think Golden State's what? The seven seed right now? Uh, a two-seven series against the the Warriors in the first round, that would be a pretty tough matchup. It'd be a pretty tough matchup. But you know what? It'd also be a pretty tough ma- matchup if you get the Clippers. It'd be mm-hmm. a pretty tough matchup if you get the Suns. Right. It'd be a pretty tough matchup if you get the Kings. You You can't run from it. You can't run from it in the West, and that goes back to the parity thing. But I can play both sides here. You know, I can be, you know, the guy to say the world's falling. Then I could be the guy who's, who, you know, installs a little hope into this this fan base right now. But the reality is somewhere in the middle, Joe. It's always 
right in the middle. It's it's never, you know, they always say never get too high, never get too low, right? That's a big, you know, just a part of life. But with the Grizzlies, here's the thing. Yes, they've lost four in a row. And it came after they lost, they won 11 games in a row. It is notable. There is There are some issues that need to be fixed. But to the contrary, Joe, they've lost one. I mean, they've lost by two points. They've lost by three. They've lost single. They've lost by one possession three times in these four games. Sacramento Kings game was the only blowout of, you know, uh, the four games. And that was the one that came on the second night of a back-to-back. So basically my point being is actually you want to go by the technicality of that. This is something I've talked about on Twitter and wrote about as well. If you look at the last two-minute reports, and I'm not, you know, referees make mistakes. You never hear me, you know, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on here. I'm never the guy to completely bash referees because I try to be understanding from that perspective. But if you want to be the technical person and say, hey, <clears throat> the last two-minute reports of those three close games, two of them have shown that the Grizzlies basically got robbed. If you go back to the Lakers game, Brandon Clark, lane violation on Russell. Westbrook, according to the last two-minute report, put out by NBA Communications, which is, you know, after they review the film of the last two minutes of the game, Russell Westbrook committed a lane violation when Brandon Clark missed his second free throw. Brandon Clark gets that second free throw and makes it, you know, we're talking about potentially a completely different game. Then you go back to this Warriors game, right? Everyone remembers the Jordan Poole shot, but right before that Jordan Poole shot, Klay Thompson hit the big three-pointer that where the, Go- the Golden State Warriors were down one. They went up two. He hits the three-pointer. The last two-minute report determined that on that play, and I've seen some Grizzlies fans already complaining about this, uh, Draymond Green committed an illegal moving screen uh, on Dylan Brooks. And as you can see, if you re- go watch the replay, Dylan Brooks basically is right there on Clay by the time he gets the shot off. But that little, you know, Draymond Green kind of holds him and moves out. You know, those Warriors screens, screens that people, you know, joke about a lot. Mm-hmm. But basically, Joe, two last two-minute report uh, calls where if they flip them around and go the other way, the Grizzlies are two and two. On, yeah. on, on this road trip. So, I mean, it depends on how you want to look at it, right? Uh, overall, like I said, it's always down there in the middle. And basically, the point that I'm making is the Grizzlies haven't gotten blasted, you know, much on this road trip. Sacramento had one of the greatest shooting games I've seen this season. Outside of that, they've been right there. Even in the Suns game, from 29 down, they fought all the way back. So, the world it isn't the end of the world. And at the end of the day, the Grizzlies, over all the teams that have beaten them, they'd have home court over those guys in a playoff series. Yes, and it's there are bigger issues, Joe. I am curious as to your take, and I agree with everything you just said. Uh, I, I think that there's a lot of reasons to acknowledge why they're struggling. Again, yep. I, I've said, you know, essentially, I haven't said it directly, but you know, I'll get hot takey on this Friday episode. I'm feeling froggy. The Memphis Grizzlies are the best rebuilding team of the last ten years. I mean, this is technically a, mm. still a rebuilding roster. I'll get hot takey in terms of how they have built it, and they're winning at a very high level, right? They don't have the veteran superstar. They don't have veteran leadership in a traditional sense, but that might be an episode maybe on an off day here coming up where I go on my soapbox with that. Um, uh, I'm curious as to your take on Zaire Williams before we – before we move on to talking about some all-star voting. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm seeing a lot of hatred. Maybe that's a little strong. 
Um, but angst. No, you're, 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 you're probably about, right. He was trending boy, on Twitter. Trending mm-hmm. on Twitter. And he is very I, – I think I can say he's our boy. Like we both enjoy Zaire Williams in terms of what his role will be for this team. Yeah. Um, I saw – I used to work at grizzlybearblues.com. I was the site manager there. And one of my former writers, Nathan Chester, compared him to Andrew Harrison, which – um, yeah, you're allowed to laugh at that. I, I too laughed at that. Um, that just seems a little extreme. I, I, I think he against the Lakers, it may not have been the Lakers. Correct me if I'm wrong. I know he had a recent 15.5 assist or five rebound game where he played well yeah, on this road the trip. Suns. Suns, thank you. So mm-hmm. it was the Suns game. Um, so he's had good performances literally on this road trip. And after a poor showing against the Warriors, and he openly admits that it was a poor showing. Uh, now we're making Andrew Harrison comps. I just think we need to settle down a little bit to Michael. That seems intense. Yeah, but before I get into that, I just, for one, you know, want to salute Zaire Williams for actually taking the time to talk to me after the game. You know, yeah. uh, your article was impressive about that. I really did enjoy reading it. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks. But, you know, he, he was sitting in the corner. I mean, he, Everyone has to remember when you're kind of crapping on these guys, as much as angry as you are, these guys are in the gym every single day. They put their blood, sweat, and tears into this. So as angry as you are, imagine how angry he is that he couldn't buy a three-point shot. He shot 0 of 6. He was minus 19 while no one else was, uh, you know, I think negative 5 was the next lowest. Like, and the shot with, with Jordan Poole, you know, the last second basket, with, basket which wasn't his fault, by the way. But, uh, you know, it it basically came off. You know, the shot was on him. So it was it was tough. But here's the thing. I think, and I'm sure you agree with this, because I've written about it. I've talked about it. Zaire Williams in the mid-range is his bread and butter. He is, and I'm, I'm going to say these names just to give you an idea, but I don't, you know, his, his mid-range shooting percentages kind of put you in the thought of Katie, Devin Booker. Uh, I wouldn't say DeMar DeRozan, I think, is the best mid-range shooter in the game. But but basically his percentage is high enough to the point where when he shoots mid-range jumpers like the rest of those guys, you, you automatically think it's going in as soon as he shoots it. But the thing is, we don't see it a lot. So after the game, I was talking, you know, Taylor Jenkins, and I asked him, like, oh, if, when he's shooting six three-pointers out of seven shots and the only other shot that he made was an alley-oop dunk, uh, is there a willingness to to say, hey, you know, Zaire, take one dribble and, you know, take the mid-range jumper? You know, I know some coaches coach that way, but the NBA is different. And in short, Taylor Jenkins liked the shots that Zaire Williams got. Granted, they were open shots, but there is a better way to use his skill set, Joe. I wouldn't. Andrew Harrison is this. Uh, that's no. This guy has game. We saw it in summer league. The mid range game. I've talked about the way he runs the floor defensively. He's a very capable player. You mentioned the Suns game recently as one. He basically willed the team back in. You know, he was a big part of that, bringing that team from down 29. Uh, he's a big part of this future. And I see everyone talking trade and all of that stuff. But uh, I think, you know, last time uh, your other guy, Parker Fleming, mentioned this. Uh, the last time we saw him have kind of one of those big letdown games was in Philly, and he came back the next game, and I was on this trip, talked to him in Philly. Then we saw him in New York, 
and he went to the Garden and put up 21 points. I think it was mm-hmm. like one of the biggest games in his career up to that point. So don't give up on this guy yet. There's a lot left uh, out there for Zaire Williams. I will buy all of the Zaire Williams stock that anybody is selling. He's a six foot eight true perimeter player. He's not a stretch four. He's a two. He's a three. I think he could beat DeMar DeRozan. Like everybody talks about these theoretical Raptor trades with OG Ananobi. He's going to become their second DeMar DeRozan in terms of what he can do in the mid range. So I, I think this is more about Taylor Jenkins evolving as a coach yeah. and letting yeah. that guy get some mid range shots. Cause you know, that Jenkins wants threes and he wants them at the basket. He said that multiple times. I know you've heard him say that if I've mm-hmm. heard it and you know, yeah. that's not Zaire's strength right now, especially at the three. And you could argue he hasn't really shown it's his strength at any point in his career to this stage. So let him cook, Taylor. Let our boy Zaire cook. Get him in the mid-range. And then maybe after he sees some shots fall, get him on the perimeter. We'll talk all-star game and our boy John Morant. Everybody's boy John Mm. Morant, except for Mm. haters of the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Not being a starter, which is kind of interesting. We'll talk about that next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first... This episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. You've got to check out LinkedIn Jobs because of that. With LinkedIn Jobs, you hire qualified candidates more efficiently, matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond the resume data by using insights from the job post you make, your company, and all 875 million member profiles come together to put you in front of the most qualified candidates. You identify those qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them for free quickly. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. This year is already flying by to Michael. It's almost the end of the first month of 2023. You got to get the right team member on your team to help you achieve your goals. And LinkedIn Jobs, the number one in uh, ranked site in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors is for you. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NBA. That's linkedin.com slash NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. No jaw as a starter in the All-Star game. We talk that next here on Locked on Grizzlies. Welcome back to Locked on Grizzlies. I am one of your hosts, Joe Molinax, joined by my co-host, Michael Cole of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Grizzlies beat writer on the last leg of his own personal road trip, uh, <laughs> getting ready for the Timberwolves game tonight. We'll talk more about that later on in the show. But first, All-Star starters were announced to Michael. Woohoo! And if everybody remembers correctly, this time last year, job Morant. It was a big deal. Yeah, fist bumps and air. Do, do people still raise the roof? Probably not. Um, but <laughs> don't you know, date what, yourself, Joe. Uh, don't uh, date yourself. Don't date yourself. I'll start doing the Macarena. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, whatever method of celebration you believed in, Memphis was thrilled. John Morant starter for the All Star Game. Awesome stuff. This year. Not a starter for the All-Star game. And something that I saw that was interesting to Michael, they've started revealing the media vote, the player vote, the fan vote. I didn't do extensive studying. I'll be honest about that. But from the you know, couple minutes of looking at the lists, he was third, John Morant was, in the fan vote, yep. third in the media vote, and third in the player vote. So Steph Curry and Luka Doncic are the starters in the backcourt. And I think it's hard to argue against those two guys. Uh, I'm curious to Michael, 
you know, there's been a growing movement for all-star starters trying to make it so that it's, you know, positionless, top five guys, that yeah. sort of thing. Is this more about that? Because when you look at the the front court for the Western Conference, I think it's Zion, Zion Williamson, it's yep. Nikola Jokic, who yep. no one should argue with that. And it's LeBron right. James, who's the team captain. As long as LeBron James is playing basketball in the NBA, he's <laughs> going to be a team captain at the All-Star game. Um, so maybe Zion would be the question. It feels like LeBron, Jokic, Luka, and Steph, sure. It's hard to really kind of put your nose up. But if it was just the five top guys, would you take Zion out and put Ja in in the Western Conference? I, w- I would, but but based on the voting, I don't think that would. I don't think he would win still in that case. Uh, Zion was was a big draw on the fan voting, mm-hmm. of course. And I think he outdid Ja there. Uh, the players were very high on Zion. I think media was where he was lower. DeMontis Sabonis, who's, who I voted, by the way, in the power forward starting spot. I voted there you for, go. I voted DeMontis Sabonis over Zion Williams, primarily because of the availability factor and, and you know, that whole thing and, you know, just I'm a big versatility guy, points, rebounds, assists, uh, all of that. But anyways, long story short, yeah, it, it still would be tough. But I, I have long said that, you know, you should be able to put a guy like Luca at the three on a, a ballot if you want to or if you want to have three guards and, and you know, four four guys around one big. I think we should definitely, you know, you should definitely have one big man, you know, but uh, around that. I, I'm definitely an advocate for the positionless basketball because, I mean, look at the Eastern Conference, right? Everyone's setting, you know, I got a lot of Philadelphia uh, market followers on my timeline, Joe, and they're about to start a fire over Joe LMB, uh not being in the all-star, uh, not being an all-star starter. So it's, I'm definitely a big advocate for for that. But in John Morant's case, uh, we've said it time and time again, great season. And guess what? Whoever, between Luca and Steph, they probably won this battle. But the war isn't over because there's going to be next season. There's going to be the season after that. There's going to be the season after that. And it's going to be these three guys. Shea's probably going to get in there, you know, as the Thunder continues to get better and better. And it's going to be like, hey, look, you only can start two of them. Remember last season, Ja beat out Luka. People mm-hmm. in Dallas weren't happy about that. It's true. And now it's flipped around. So it's it's going to – it's just the – the toughness of the Western Conference. You're gonna have to battle Luca. You're gonna have to battle Steph Curry, arguably a top three point guard of all time. And you're probably gonna have to get battle Shea Gilgis, who as you've seen and I've seen, and we'll have that conversation another day. A lot of people out there in Oklahoma City think he might give Ja a run for his money from a talent mm-hmm. standpoint. Yeah, Andy Bailey, uh, old friend Andy <laughs> Bailey, uh, did a did a good job riling me up the other day with that one. Um I think you're onto something, DeMichael, in terms of just acknowledging that the West is loaded. You know, SGA in yep. Oklahoma City, De'Aaron Fox. You know, there's an outside yeah, chance he one. doesn't even make the All-Star team, and, and I would not support that. Like, I think he should make the All-Star team. Yeah. Um, but you got Damian Lillard. You've got all right. these different names. You know, I think Lillard just hung a 60-piece uh, recently, uh, yes. maybe a couple of 60-pieces. So he, he's uh, he's having a great season. There's lots of really good guards. We haven't even talked about Devin Booker. You know, I was like, gonna say, yeah. Joe, not to cut, not to cut you off, yeah. but I saw a list earlier. It was like seven teams. It said based on the the All Star starters, there are players from X teams that one of these teams won't be an All Star. And I think you had Portland on there, which mm-hmm. you know Dane. You had Utah on there. Larry Marketing has a very strong case. Suns, Devin Booker, right. uh, Minnesota. We just mentioned, you know, Anthony Edwards, and then 
uh, of course, the Kings. There was the Clippers who, you know, they have a lot of talent over there as well. And it was like one of those teams won't have an all-star. And it's it's wild. That is pretty wild. I think most people, you know, don't don't fret too much, Memphis folks. John Morant's going to be a reserve. I think it would be pretty absurd for him not to be. He's like seventh in the MVP odds right now. So he'll be in the all-star game. He just won't be one of those starters. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it will be interesting to see how the rest of it plays out. You know, Sacramento is currently the three seed in the Western Conference. And, you know, for them not to have two players, the Grizzlies almost certainly will not have two players. Yeah. Even if you think Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, deserves it, uh, he likely will not be there in that role. So uh, th- it's tough to be an all-star, you know, expand the rosters maybe. Or, uh, you know, mm. it just because, I mean, the 15 guys can play in an NBA game, right? 15 active yeah. players now. Yeah. so. Maybe you make the rosters 15 deep and uh, you, you expand the love a little bit or you spread it around. We'll see. Speaking of spreading the love around, uh, the Grizzlies need to stop spreading the love around to other teams with all of these <laughs> wins and victories. It's time to get off of that train and get back to their winning ways. How can they do that tonight in the final game of their road trip in Minnesota against the Timberwolves? We'll talk about that next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. That's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers can join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. You sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. They have your favorite bets from money line to player props. Plus, you can combine bets for a bigger payout with a same game parlay. I would say if you are interested in Zaire Williams having a bounce back game, as DeMichael alluded to earlier, maybe you should take the over on whatever his points line will be. You could do that over at FanDuel, an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So, football fans. You know, the conference championships are this Sunday. Yeah. Don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. The Memphis Grizzlies of the NBA try to get back on their winning track. We'll talk about that next year on Lockdown Grizzlies. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. We're finishing up here. I am your co-host, Joe Monax, joined by the wonderful DeMichael Cole on this wonderful Friday. Uh, DeMichael, I'm like, as we mentioned earlier, excited to come home. But before that, you got one more game to cover. Memphis Grizzlies, Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, the only real surprise on the injury report for the Grizzlies being Desmond Bain. A little bit of knee soreness, it looks like. Questionable. So usually when yeah. the Grizzlies list somebody as questionable, they have a decent chance of playing. Um but as long as it doesn't flare up or you know something gets worse overnight uh, between you know Thursday and Friday night. But uh, I'm curious to Michael, as you've watched this team play, obviously you've seen Minnesota as well this season. Um, the Timberwolves having their own issues in a variety of ways, trying to find themselves uh, right. post-major Rudy Gobert trade. How do you see this shaking out between the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves? You know, a pretty heated playoff series last year. And now, you know, Memphis still in their mix as one of the top teams in the Western Conference. But Minnesota's struggling a little bit, a little bit better recently. But overall, still not what you would normally expect from a Minnesota Timberwolves team. Struggling, yes. Struggling, yes. But but guess what? Just like those other teams the Grizzlies have played, they are good at home. So, so mm. throw it throw it out the window. 16 and 10 at home. 
16 and 10 at home. And, and that's that's all it trust me. We know based off the four games of these of this road trip. That's all that matters. What's the team's home record? We know the overall record and, and what it says. At home, these teams are different. The Kings, we saw what they did, the Lakers, etc. Uh, it's a talented team, you know. Uh, first of all, I think there's a you know, Kyle Anderson again. You know, it's it's always fun, but he's been playing some really good basketball. Did Looking you see the, really good the last yeah, ten or twelve games? Yeah, he he's gotten a bigger role uh, with with Carl Anthony Towns being out, and he's taken full advantage of it. Well, hold big. on, wait a second. Hold on a second, Michael. Are you saying that Kyle Anderson is better as a big man at this stage of his career? Who could have seen oh, that happening? Oh. Who could have predicted that? Well, <laughs> Michael, hmm. Don't Ooh. do it to him, Joe. Don't do it to him. Ooh. Don't do it to him, Joe. Ooh. Who, who, who? Me. I did it. People like to point out when I'm wrong all the time to Michael Cole. Let him know, Joe. Let him know. I was right about Kyle Anderson as a big man. Told You're you so right. in your face, whoever's listening and watching this. I love you. Keep listening and watching, please. He's right. He's right. And and you look at Kyle. I mean, he's having a great year. But Anthony Edwards, I think, with, you know, he was struggling at the beginning of the season with the two big men, right? He kept saying there's not a lot of spacing. There was the infamous stat, right? I think it was like the first eight or nine games of the season. And Anthony Edwards didn't have a dunk. Like, this mm. is one of the most athletic guards in the game. He could win a dunk contest right now. And he didn't have a dunk. That's kind and, of you know, they were like, what's yeah, he was like, well, the spacing is, you know, when he goes to the paint, it's six dudes down there, so he can't, you know, he can't really dunk well, over one anyone. of them. Rudy Gobert, <laughs> one of them, one of them is his teammates. <laughs> and you know, we've seen, you know, we've seen Donovan Mitchell kind of, you know, throw some like shade at saying some similar things, but overall, uh, this is a very winnable game. And you know what, Joe? I think this one, this one will be easy to write if the Grizzlies win because there is a home flavor to this. Right, West Coast, you're far away from home and all that, but but David Roddy's going to be in a rotation. Minnesota native, you know, all all Minnesota guy, uh, football player, basketball guy, Tyus Jones. We know about the Minnesota connection there. We know what Tyus Jones did in that playoff series against the Timberwolves, including the big shot he knocked down, the big three pointer in Game Six as well. So it's going to kind of be like a homecoming for those two guys. And the bench, you know, they've had their ups and downs in this over this run. I think I'd expect a big night from at least one of them, especially Tyus Jones. But overall, uh, very winnable game. You can't go 0-5. Uh, just, you know, one of the players basically said that to me, you know, in the locker room the other day. Like, we can't go 0-5 on this road trip. So it's there's pride, as I wrote in my story, there's some pride to this, you know, at this point. And and you you felt the pride, Joe, against Golden State. I felt the sense of urgency that they were playing with. And that's why they were so upset after the game. Because it's like, man, we finally, you know, we finally matched intensities and we lose. So I think they're right on the cusp. But, you know, Minnesota's not just going to get it to you. No. And they ride their starters pretty hard, right? Unlike yeah. the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, just looking at their most recent minutes against the Pelicans, who, by the way, New Orleans was at home. And it was the return of Brandon Ingram, pretty important yeah. player for the Pelicans. And Minnesota wins by nine. Uh, Kyle Anderson, our boy, had a good game. Uh, Rudy Gobert, 17 and 12. Anthony Edwards, 37 points, oh. six rebounds, five assists. You would imagine Dylan Brooks will draw that assignment. But yeah. if Bain is hampered or if Bain doesn't play, 
you know, where do you put John Morant? Who starts in that spot? Does it Zaire Williams, you know, with all the struggles like we talked about earlier in the show? Um, it'll be interesting. You know, Austin Rivers is the guy that's their sixth man right now, and he's not really what Austin Rivers used to be. And maybe you don't he's even more of a defender now. Right. Yeah. Not not really Just an offensive weapon. Guy. And he played mm-hmm. 24 minutes. The next guy was Nas Reed, you know, NBA Twitter favorite Nas Reed. Everybody wants yeah. to trade for Nas Reed all of a sudden. <laughs> um, but he did have six points, seven rebounds in that game, two blocks, two steals. So maybe there's something to it. But he only played 14 minutes, is my point. So you know Minnesota's gonna ride these starters. You know they're gonna do their best to give the Grizzlies their best shot because of the previous playoff series. Uh, for me, a lot of it depends on Desmond Bain. If Desmond Bain plays, I think they have a legitimate chance. He's the guy that helps them in their half-court offense when it gets stagnant. He's the guy that helps John Morant in terms of spacing. He really is significant and important in terms of keeping that ship sailing. If the Grizzlies are without both Bain and Adams in this one, I don't have a good feeling about it. If Bain's I- out on the floor, I think that they have a better chance to kind of survive and endure. One of the things I like about the fact that cat is out carl anthony towns still not playing i believe um with with cat not active rudy gobert's there as a center by himself if they stay with the clark and jackson jr front court pairing to michael jaron's going to be out on the perimeter and that means rudy's got to be outside of the paint too and i think that's going to be important for john particularly that's worked out for a lot of teams you Mm -hmm. you, we mentioned each time uh the jazz were put out in the postseason i think you know, the one series that just stands out to me is the Clippers series a couple years ago when uh, the Clippers basically went small and they had Rudy Gobert on the perimeter. But we've seen it, you know, with the James Harden Rockets and right. and, and so on. Like teams, you know, Luka and uh, I think it was Jalen Brunson who actually had more success than Luka because uh, Luka uh, missed some games in that series mm-hmm. uh, against Rudy Gobert in that in that way. So the Grizzlies have guys who can do that, you know. But uh, I tell you what, you know, I'm a, I'm a writer, right? I, I I love the the fairy tales stuff, and wouldn't it be something if Zaire Williams drew? Because if Desmond Bain doesn't play, I mean, who else are you expecting to start? There, there, it could go to Tyus, but I, I mean, it's probably it's going to be Zaire. And but wouldn't that be storybook, Joe? Twenty points, twenty points. If we if it was a prize picks game, go over, go over more than more than more than for Zaire. <laughs> Um, I, I see this as a chance because the Grizzlies have a little bit of emotion, not quite as much as the Warriors, but they don't like Minnesota particularly. And Minnesota obviously doesn't like Memphis. Uh, but I do think that there's going to be some desperation to these Grizzlies. They're, they're not used to this. Again, they haven't had a four game losing streak in two years to Michael. I think it was February of 2021 was the last time they had such a streak. So I, I see Jaron having a good game, making Rudy come back outside. I'm not sure that McDaniels is going to be able to hang with Clark in terms of physicality. I think that's a good matchup for Memphis there. Uh, I'm curious. I'm curious to the way that they are going to compete and be desperate. You know, we haven't had to see them to be in that spot. You don't want to go on an 0-5 road trip. That opens up a lot Mm -hmm. of questions. 1-4 and still isn't great, but at least you have that flight home, and it's a happy flight, like Pete Pranica and uh, and Brevin Knight like to say, the TV crew. Happy flight home. Uh, from Minnesota, hopefully for you and the Grizzlies uh, after they take on the Timberwolves on Friday tonight uh, in Minnesota. Thank you so much for making Locked On Grizzlies your first listen today. Now make your second listen game to game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, 
and wherever you get your podcasts. The next time we're here on Locked on Grizzlies, DeMichael, you'll be back home. Thank goodness for you. Very exciting. It'll be after the Indiana Pacers game. The Grizzlies take on the Pacers at home. Uh, worst case scenario, if Minnesota doesn't go the way Memphis wants it to, the Pacers, in theory, should be a game where the Grizzlies are able to kind of hang their hats a little bit more. But you don't want to count your count your chickens before they hatch, so to speak. And, um, you know, if they had lost five in a row, all things are all are all bets are off. So hopefully we're talking about two games, one in a row next time we're together to Michael for Monday's show, as opposed to the alternative. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, this team can't wait to get back home. And, and, you know, I, I remember before the road trip even started, I was just having a little small talk with y'all and we were just talking and I'm like, aren't you, you excited about this road trip? You know, when you go out West, it's a lot of lights, right? LA, uh, San Fran, ESPN, and Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks's birthday was around Dylan. the LA yeah. day. There's probably yeah. some truth to that that maybe yeah. you know that you can't tell us about. But yeah, maybe uh, there's a little bit of something to they, that. I'll, I'll I'll just say they 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 like to have fun in Phoenix, man. Right. That's that's I'll I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Won't say much more. But uh, with that being said, um, getting back home is is important to this team. Job job. I mean. We, we don't talk about it a lot, but, you know, there is a mental state to it, too, right? Sure. You know, Ja, ja is a, you know, a young father. Uh, Dez is a young father. Uh, Tyus is expecting a second child uh, soon here. So you'll see the personal reasons pop up at mm-hmm. some point relatively soon for Tyus Jones, possibly. So, you know, you basically his wife is, you know, pregnant. She's like eight, eight or nine months at this point. And I'm I'm not sure how much that factors in, but again, going back to the conversation I had with Ja, say, do you do you like going on the road? You know, you're going to San Fran, L.A., Phoenix. He's like, nah, man, I miss my daughter. I I want you know, and you know, I I've never been a pro basketball player. I don't know how much that plays into it, Joe. But I'm sure you know on the backside of that, you are thinking like, it's Dez right? Like, ah, I can't wait to get back mm-hmm. to see my son and Ja. We see him and Kari. Uh, all the time. And then Tyus, you know, just pregnant wife and so forth. So uh, these guys can't wait to get back home. But like you said, it'll be good for them to to kind of go into that home court uh, feeling, you know, with a happy and a happy mood uh, in this game against Minnesota. Brings us full circle, right? We talk about Zaire and his head down after the game uh, against the Warriors and, you know, all those things. These guys are humans, right? They're human beings and they, you know, it's a long time to be away. You know that firsthand uh, on your trip and you know, obviously these guys with, you know, daughters and sons, young children, you know, I can relate to that a little bit as a dad, you know, I'm just away from them for a day sometimes and, and you, you miss them. So uh, good on the Grizzlies for, you know, trying to be those good dads and, and good on jaw for missing his baby girl. I'm sure he'll be excited to see her here soon. And hopefully that excitement on a much less important scale uh, carries over to the basketball court in Memphis is on a two game mini winning streak the next time you see DeMichael and I. For DeMichael Cole, my wonderful co-host, I'm Joe Mullinax. Continue to rate, review, subscribe, like, comment, however you get your podcasts, however you check out YouTube videos. Continue to make Lockdown Grizzlies part of your NBA experience. We appreciate you for it. Until next time, stay locked in, Grizzlies fans. This is Lockdown Grizzlies. Have a great weekend.